welcome to the January Pensions Podcast from the Stevenson Harwood Pensions Law Team. You can subscribe and listen on iTunes, Stitcher and SoundCloud or by visiting our website at www.shlegal.com. I'm Graham Wrightson, a partner in the Pensions Team, and I have with me Naeem Noor, a senior associate in the team. Today we're going to talk about some of the key pensions law developments up to the end of January this year. In particular, we'll look at important deadlines that trustees should be aware of in relation to master trusts, and employers should be aware of in respect of auto-enrolment. Thanks, Graham. Firstly, however, we want to mention the supplemental lodge judgment that was handed down by the High Court in December last year, which will be of interest to both trustees and employers. The judgment clarifies a point held over from the first case concerning Method D2. That was one of the methods available to address unequal GMPs. Method D2 involved a one-time calculation of actuarial equivalents using a statutory GMP conversion mechanism. The representative beneficiaries in the High Court case argued that before Method D2 could be applied, it was necessary to equalise benefits in accordance with Method C2 first. This would involve providing for the better of male or female comparator pensions each year. The judge dismissed this argument. It was held that Method D2 involved calculating the actuarial equivalent of the pre-conversion benefits and then equalising those benefits by taking the higher of the unequalised female and male pensions. The higher of these equivalents would then be adopted for the purposes of GMP conversion. The judge also clarified that it is for the actuary and not the court to determine the actuarial equivalents of the unequalised pensions. The Stevenson-Harwood Pensions Law Team has produced a briefing on some practical answers to the issues that have arisen from the Lloyd's decisions, such as how to deal with transfer-out requests. So I think it's fair to say, Naeem, that things will still uh, rumble on on this for some time to come. Yes, I entirely agree with that, Graham. Thanks, Naeem. So our next topic is of particular interest to trustees who should be aware of the warning issued by the pensions regulator in December 2018. This warning reminded trustees that they should check whether their scheme falls within the statutory definition of a master trust. If it does, the deadline for applying for authorisation of the master trust or to trigger exit from the market is 31 March 2019. After this date, if a master trust scheme operates without authorisation, it will be forced to wind up. Just so you know, a master trust is an occupational pension scheme that provides money purchase benefits and is used or intended to be used by two or more unconnected employers and is not a public service pension scheme. The number of master trusts has grown significantly since the start of the statutory auto-enrolment regime and there's been concern about its regulation. As a result of these concerns, the new authorisation regime for master trusts came into force on 1 October 2018. Under the new regime, authorisation from the pensions regulator is required for a master trust scheme to operate. So, Graham, it sounds like trustees should carefully assess whether their scheme falls within the definition of a master trust. If so, they must apply for authorisation from the regulator or wind up by the 31st of March 2019. I also understand that the regulator has produced a step-by-step guide to assist trustees in carrying out this assessment, which can be found on its website. If you need any further assistance with this, please contact your usual member of the Stevenson-Harwood Pensions Law Team. It's probably just worth adding, Naeem, that this is quite a complicated area, so it it is definitely worth uh, trustees checking whether their schemes do fall within the Master Trust definition. It's not always immediately clear. In a separate development for employers who pay into defined contribution auto-enrolment schemes, they need to be aware that the statutory minimum contribution rates are due to increase in less than three months. 
So from 6 April 2019, the minimum employer contribution rate for most defined contribution auto-enrolment schemes will increase from 2% to 3% of qualifying earnings. Alongside this, the total minimum employer and employee contribution rate for these schemes will rise from 5% to 8% of qualifying earnings. The new minimum contribution rates will almost certainly result in better retirement outcomes for members who choose to stay the auto-enrolment course. However, with Brexit and the prospect of an extended period of financial uncertainty looming large, it remains to be seen whether the likely increase in member contributions will lead to a mass auto-enrolment exodus. And finally, of general interest, is a consultation published by the DWP in December 2018. The consultation focuses on authorising and regulating defined benefit super funds. It highlights a number of potential advantages of the super fund route, including that it would provide incentives for employers to inject significant sums into their schemes so that they would qualify for entry into a super fund. Such an upfront investment would allow employers to discharge their legacy liabilities and concentrate on their core business, whilst being reassured that the members of the pension scheme are likely to be better protected in the long term. In response to this consultation, the pensions regulator has published guidance on how it intends to regulate such super funds. The regulator notes that it will have a key role in assessing transfers in and transfers out of the super fund and it will be ensuring that there is proper governance. The regulator will also have a key role to play in ensuring the financial sustainability of the super fund by closely scrutinising the capital buffer and the financial resources and reserves available. The consultation runs until the 1st of February 2019 after which further concrete details of an authorisation regime should emerge. It remains to be seen what traction super funds will eventually achieve despite this governmental push. Thanks, Naeem. Well, that's all for this month's podcast. Further details on these topics can be found in the January snapshot sent out by us earlier this month. Thanks for listening. We hope you found the podcast informative. And don't forget that you can listen again and subscribe to the series on iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud or on the Stevenson Harwood website. Mm-hmm.